We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yep. Here we are again. <laughs> Whoa, wow. All right. What's up, Colts Nation? So just off of the Colts' latest loss to the Chargers, Colts fall 20 to 3 at home. Colts second to last home game of the season. The Colts fall to 4, 10, and 1. Still sit right now, currently at the number five overall pick in the NFL draft. And Derek, what can you say about this game without saying the same things we said all season? Defense did its job. Defense kept you in this game. Offense just continued to struggle. And now the Colts have their third quarterback that started a game for them, and the same results happen. This Colts offense looks lost, looks inept, can't protect their quarterback, can't throw the ball down the field, turns it over. I mean, it's just more of the same. What can you say? Yeah, I mean, 173 yards of offense in this game. I mean, that is the – I mean, you would definitely like to say that that would be – the worst that you've ever seen, but ironically enough, we've had an even worse one earlier this year. Uh, I mean, again, you said it defense does its job. You know, they held this team to, they held the chargers to 20 points in this game. And, you know, Justin Herbert went without even throwing a touchdown in this game, actually only threw for 235 yards in the game you know, so at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't actually that bad. And, you know, the Chargers, I mean, what's, what just makes me more mad than anything, Cody, is at the end of the day, the Chargers again had the ball for about 10 more minutes than the Indianapolis Colts did in this game. Again, the Colts lose the time of possession once again. It's like this almost every single game this year. And even like when we were talking about it going into halftime, the Colts and the Chargers were pretty much neck and neck when it came to the time of possession. But we saw in the second half, the Chargers maintained about 20 minutes of the of the whole second half. So the defense was on the field for a long period of time in that second half, putting them in bad situations. The offense couldn't do anything. You know, Foles couldn't do anything at all in the second half, only threw for about 40 yards in the second half. I mean, I I, I have to feel like, 
I mean, this game just again goes to show you that everything on the offense needs to be overhauled. You know, there are so many things that need to be changed about this offense from coaching staff to uh, player personnel to how things are done in the offseason, everything. And again, I feel really bad because, again, defensive-wise, you and I have said it so many times. This is a Colts defense that legitimately could win any playoff team currently a Super Bowl right now if they had this defense on their team just you know just unfortunately we have the second worst offense in the nfl yeah it's bad when your only score you have is because literally the chargers specifically derwin james gifts you 30 yards on two penalties two personal foul penalties back to back and that gets you to the spot um you know where that happens and so yeah, the offense just completely inept all day long. I will say there and are he a few positives. Right, exactly. And he got ejected, and you're missing Joey Bosa, and you're missing J.C. Jackson, who you brought over. Like, I mean, they're missing some of their best players all game, and you still couldn't score. Nope, you still couldn't. Uh, but we'll say at least the Colts attempted to throw the ball down the field a little bit more. They weren't really successful in it. As Nick Foles, you know, threw three interceptions and took seven sacks on the day. That's something we thought maybe coming in that might happen is Nick Foles holds on to the ball a little bit longer than Matt Ryan. And we definitely saw it to a fault. You know, I, I count a couple sacks. I know the offensive line really struggled today compared to what they've been doing the last couple of weeks. But Nick Foles is certainly responsible for a few of those sacks on his own where he should have either stepped up or just thrown the ball away. And he just holds on to the ball. And just more negative plays down the field. So Nick Foles, not good at all for the Colts today um, in any sense at all. It just looked absolutely terrible. And it was coming to the point, Derek, where Colts fans were in our chat and just different people. They were clamoring for Sam Ellinger again. That's how bad it's been. Yeah. And, of course, you know, we're talking about the uh, offensive coordinator and the play calling scheme and how things are going. I mean, it didn't help Nick Foles and the fact that Nobody was open because there's just nothing that Colts receivers can do. I mean, they're running the routes that they're supposed to, and there's just nothing open ever. So it's kind of a, a rough scenario where again, like, and what angers me really badly is the fact that the Colts were averaging five yards a carry in this game. but yet only ran the ball 14 times actually 13 times because Zach Moss had 12 carries for 65 yards was averaging five and a half yards a carry only carried the ball 12 times. Jordan Wilkins only had one rush, but he had four yards. You never ran the ball with Dion Jackson, but yet there were so many times Cody, when it was, th- it was second down and five second down and six second down and s- and three uh, that the Colts had because of Zach Moss but yet they never wanted to run the ball two straight times in a row. Like I get that sometimes we get on them for that, but it's mainly due to the fact that the Colts were only getting about two or three yards to carry on those runs rather than five or six, like what they were getting tonight. And the fact that the Chargers, who are the second worst team in the NFL in in yardage per game and running the football, ran the ball more than double the amount of times that you did while averaging a full two yards less than you 
again, just goes to show just how inept the Colts are about play calling. Like, you can't understand the fact you were averaging five yards a carry, but yet you only ran the ball 13 times. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I, I don't understand it. I don't know how you can understand the logic of that. And again, just goes to show you that, you know, Foles threw the ball 29 times in this game, which is only two, uh, two less than Herbert, but yet the Colts ran the ball 18 less times than the uh, Chargers. So, you know, the Chargers pretty much had, you know, two full drives worth of plays being ran than what the Indianapolis Colts had. So, yeah. you know, and what was it? 0 for 12? On third yeah, down in this game, they didn't convert a third down. The whole didn't game. convert a third down all game. Yep, that tells what you. What can I mean, you say? What more is there exactly. to talk about? Exactly, and the fact that the Chargers ran seventeen more plays than the Colts should tell you everything. Um, you mentioned it. You know, Zach Moss was definitely out of this offense. Out of all the the bad stuff on this offense and what they've done, Zach Moss was a bright spot today. You know, and mm-hmm. it was surprising um, how little they did use him. You know, and they didn't even use Deion Jackson, didn't even give him a carry in this game. Um, but Zach Moss, and this is this is what the Colts should have done, and they should have known ahead of time, right? The Chargers come in, you talked about it, they can't run the ball on offense. They can't stop the run on defense, right? And it was very obvious coming into this game. That's what you needed to do. And you were having success with it, right? Zach Moss, nearly five and a half yards per carry, and you only ran him 12 times in this game. And um, that's just absolutely ridiculous. That's just an absolute abuse of the play calling like that. That's just putting your team in bad situations. Uh, you know, and it's just kind of like at one point I was just like, at this point, screw it. Don't even let Nick Foles throw the ball anymore. Just run it every single play. And you'll probably have more success than you will on the offensive side of things. I mean, the fact that you attempted nearly 30 passes and, and have under 150 yards of offense in the air, that tells you everything you should know right there. Um, just, yeah, overall bad game. Um, I will say there were a few highlights. Jelani Woods, I thought, looked really good when he was targeted. He had three, uh, five targets, three catches for 43 yards. So whenever he gets the ball thrown his way, he makes plays. It was kind of surprising that despite the fact that, you know, Kylan Grants was out of this game, Jelani Woods didn't get more looks at tight end. Yeah, um, he's he's okay. averaging the most yards per catch of any guy on our team basically since, like, week nine and yet he doesn't get more targets. I yeah. don't understand. Like, Michael Pittman gets more targets than anyone else all the all game, and yet somehow he's averaging only nine yards a catch. Like, and he gets four catches for, like, 38 yards. Like, that doesn't do anything for us. It does nothing. Michael Pittman's not making an impact. No one on this offense is making an impact right now other than your two young tight ends who you're trying to get involved. And, but Granson was out, but Jelani, you're just not getting him involved as much as you should be. And Alec Pierce, you're not getting involved as much as you should be in the vertical game. It's again, just a, 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 an inability for the Colts to utilize their weapons. And it's just ridiculous. It's getting laughable at this point. It's just the same, same crap, different day. That's how it is with this offense, right? Um, whoever, you know, it's just like whatever. I don't even know what the game plan is anymore with this team. Like, it doesn't oh, make no. any sense. Like, you would think that they would see, oh, 
You know, the Chargers stink against the run. Let's run the ball a lot. Let's establish the run. We have a new quarterback in there. He's, you know, does that have a lot of like, you know, continuity with a lot of these guys? All right, let's run the ball. Let's make it life easier on him. Of course not. They got to make it as difficult as possible. Make Nick Full throw it. Nick Foles throw it. Excuse me, thirty times in this game. Like it's just it's and really only cool. run the ball thirteen. This is a. I'll say this, this is a great tank job, Parks Frazier, on the play calling standpoint. Yeah, this is a this is a great tank job. Yeah, because it, it, it makes total sense, right? Uh, run the ball less than half the times you throw it when the team you're facing is one of the best pass defenses versus one of the worst rush defenses. That makes total sense. Uh, shout out to the defense too, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, DeForest Buckner, fantastic game, five tackles, uh, one and a half sacks, one tackle for a loss, uh, forced to fumble in this game. Uh, you also had Dio Dangbo at three tackles, one and a half sacks. Uh, who else got one? Zaire Franklin had a sack in this game. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe had a few good plays in the backfield. So did Quiddy Pay. Uh, and overall, you know, outside of a few plays from Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in this game, there wasn't a single other person that took over this game. I mean, again, shout out job to the defense. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what more you could say. I don't know what more you could say. I mean, they, they hold every team to 20 points. I mean, again, if you had any other offense that was even in the middle, even in the middle, this team be in the playoffs. And that it's just, that's how bad it's been. Yep. And the offense, you, we talked about it on stream. You allowed one, they allowed one first down in the first quarter. Like they were dominating. They were honestly dominating in this game. And then you talked about it in the second half with how bad the Colts offense was. Literally the, the Colts defense was on the field for more than an entire quarter. In the second half alone, that's how bad it was. And so, you know, obviously this defense, they got tired and the Chargers were able to find some more success running the football and doing a few more things. And the defense was still being competitive in this game. I want to give them credit, right? Yeah. People will say, oh, they had a couple touchdowns in the second half. Well, your offense wasn't doing them any, any help at all. Like your defense didn't score, tired. Didn't the Chargers get 13 in the first half? Yeah. They gave up one score in the second half. Even right. with the fact that they were on the field for over for for literally twenty minutes of the second half, if not a little bit more than that, they still only gave up one score. And that's without Isaiah Rogers for a good chunk of that second half, who got yeah. injured in this game. Yeah. Um, so I want to give a special shout out to a couple different guys, a couple young players that had some impact plays. Dio Dangbo, another great strong performance. You know, he's had two. Really good performances. In the last two games, Derek, he's had three sacks in the last two games alone. He's really starting to come into his own on that defensive line. Obviously, we talk about Buckner as well. Him and Dio in the middle, man. I mean, you talk about a nightmare for offensive linemen. Two super long guys out there that are disruptive. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what we envisioned when the Colts took him in the second round out of Vanderbilt a couple years ago. Like, he is starting to come into his own. He is a physical freak. And now he's starting to put it together and actually being productive and getting after the quarterback. So definitely great to see him doing that. I thought Quiddy had a couple of nice plays as well. He didn't get a sack today, but I thought he had a couple of nice pressures, and I thought he looked good against the run as well. The other player I wanted to specifically shout out is Rodney Thomas. Once again, had another interception in this game. It was a nice deflection by Zaire Franklin, but Rodney Thomas has been a revelation that the Colts have found in the seventh round out of Yale. I mean, he has just come in, and he's looked like the 
one of the best young safeties in the NFL. Well, certainly one of the best rookie safeties in the NFL. And that's crazy considering at this point, you know, this, you know, at this point in the draft process, we would have thought this was Nick Cross. If we were talking about a safety that was having an impact, but it's no, it's been Rodney Thomas. So I want to give him a special shout out as well. He's looked really good. I just feel like these young safeties for the Colts is kind of excited to see like, what are some of these young DBs going to do for Indianapolis moving forward? Cause I think they have a lot of potential here and I'm excited to see what that, what happens with these guys. Yeah, hundred percent. You're right. I mean, when it comes to the safeties, I mean, what you got Rodney McLeod, you got Julian Blackman coming back. Rodney Thomas has been playing outstanding for that. Another draft, a diamond in the rough uh, pick for the Colts that we seem to find one of them every year that just does that. And Ballard nails that. And, you know, Nick Cross, we haven't seen yet, but we assume that at some point because of his athletic ability, at some point he could become something like that. You know, I mean, you got a you got an exciting young uh, safety group back there that is going to be great to watch over the years. And I mean, you certainly hope that at some point that the Colts are going to be able to keep some of these defensive guys here because uh, I, I do question how many of them want to stick around. You know, for as bad as this offense is, and for as terrible as the leadership is on the one side of the football. You know, I would not surprise me if a bunch of these guys are telling me, get me the heck up out of here. Like, I, I don't want to be a part of this team anymore. It's so you guys, you guys can't, you guys can't get us any support. Yeah. And, you know, we know Bobby's probably not going to be back. Uh, You know, maybe Yannick and Gakwe doesn't want to come back, you know, so there's a lot of different things that could happen. But I mean, at some point, you know, this is, this defense has just been this defense has just been the recipient of a bad abusive relationship, man, giving all the effort and just not getting anything in return for what has happened throughout this year. And of course, you know, I, I tweeted it during the game. The defense all season has never been the problem. It has always been the offense, the defense, this Colts defense is a top 10 defense in the NFL despite missing its best player all season and still is a top 10 defense and can play with the likes of anyone and can still do their job despite the fact that the Colts offense does absolutely nothing for them. So at the end of the day, man, it's rough because you you said it a million times tonight. It's the same thing, different day. It's been that way all season for the Colts. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to say, I mean, about this team that we haven't said a million times at this point because it's the same script every single time. Um, I will say the defense definitely had a better performance than they had the last couple weeks. So they yeah. had a nice rebound game in this one and and definitely wouldn't fault them for anything in this game. I think they, they played really well given the circumstances and, you know, still continue to prove they're one of the best units in the NFL. So I want to give a shout out to them. Like you said, um, all these guys are looking really good on this defense. So really excited about the future with them. Hopefully they all stick around. Colts can bring back some of these key guys on that defense. And uh, can hopefully, you know, when they hopefully draft the quarterback this year, they can have an exciting defense with a potentially exciting young quarterback. So we'll see on that. Um, one last special shout out. Chase McLaughlin, again, was perfect today. Looks great. He had to only kick one field goal, but he was perfect on it. 40 plus out. You know, we talk about how McLaughlin in his career, he, they, they say he's struggled, you know, kicking from around that range. But he's been really good this whole year for the Colts. We have to bring him back. No question in my mind, the Colts need to need to bring him back. He has been nothing 
but consistent at the kicker position. Yep, 100%. I mean, you're right. It, the career numbers, they would mess you up a little bit, but when you're looking at what he's done this year, he's been Mr. Automatic. You know, there's yeah. been very few times that we've we've not we've never had to question this year Chase McLaughlin being the reason that we lose at the end of games. Nope. I mean, it's been the exact opposite. There's been a bunch of times this year that Chase McLaughlin's been the reason we've won. So, you know, it's like, you know, it, it, when your kicker's becoming the reason why you're winning games, it, it's time to, you know, accept that Chase McLaughlin is is the answer, is should be the long-term answer for this team going forward. And he's still only in his mid-20s, so he can be your kicker for a long time if he just continues to do this. I mean, he's definitely, I think, carved himself a nice niche. I thought he had a, a nice, you know, kind of fill-in performance in 2019. Kind of thought it was a little bit premature for the Colts to go with Blankenship in the first place. I know we were both firmly in the Chase McLaughlin camp. And then, you know, the fact the Colts just decided to take a swing on a young guy didn't work out to get their guy Chase McLaughlin back and hopefully for a long time here in Indianapolis. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think overall, Derek, that kind of does it for this game. I mean, mercifully – there's only two more games left in this season. Colts will play the Giants, and then Colts will finish against the Houston Texans at home. So uh, we'll see if the Colts can even win one more game. I'm not even confident they can win the Houston game anymore, Derek. Yeah, I, I, honestly, no, because, like, yeah, Houston Houston over the last five or six weeks has been in every game. Yep. And they were even in the game with us to begin with. And, you know, that, that game when we scored 20 against Houston, that's literally the second most points we've scored all year. So, you know, I, I, you're right. I don't think the Colts beat the Texans, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think they so, there still is a scenario, guys, where the Colts could be, I think we said as high as three potentially, uh, you know, maybe. And there's a scenario the- where they could end up with the 10th. It just depends yeah. on a bunch of different parameters. But So if you're going for draft order, you want the Colts to lose out um, the last two games of the season. I think New York, they'll probably not win that game for sure. Houston is kind of a toss up. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, guys, that'll do it for this one. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate all the support. Thanks, guys, for helping us get over 15.1 thousand subscribers on this stream. You guys are amazing. That'll do it for this one, guys. Take care, and go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.